Hello, peoples. Welcome to Shenanigans with Biscuits and Gravy. We're here again, once again, to... Uh, As always. Yeah. You were always here. To entertain. Yes. Or piss you so, off or creep you out. That's right. Bring forth the laughs, the tears, the sobs of, oh, dear God, what did you do to that chicken? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, it's Monday, uh, right? Really? It, it, it is Monday? It, dude, trust me. It is damn Monday. Oh. <laughs> I was like, for some reason, like, is it Tuesday or Monday? No, no. It is a, it is a delightful, beautiful... It was so nice here today. It was ridiculous. It was almost 70 degrees. Gorgeous. Wow. Yeah. So what'd you do wrong? What, to have hell freeze over? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> something, you know, I mean, there's something wrong. No, I, I couldn't get to sleep. I, you know, I worked last night, and I just could not get to sleep this morning. And uh, my son, they were building uh, gingerbread houses at school. I wanted to go and help out, but I ended up oversleeping. So, screwed that up. Hmm. Dad fail. But he's got a little thing happening on the 18th that I'm going to make it to, so happy about that. Yeah, that, no, that's that's good. I hate missing, like, my parents were so there for me when I was in school, and I want to be like that for him, you know? I don't know, it's weird. No, I, I totally get you. I mean, it's just sometimes work, you can't help it. Yeah, well, and I was, dude, I was just exhausted. I mean, I don't... If I hadn't have slept, because I even thought, I was like, maybe I just shouldn't sleep and just go. But then I'd be like, at 4 o'clock, I'm at 25 hours up. And that's, you know, I don't feel safe looking after my child after being up for 25 hours. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But we had thought about talking about space. Yeah. We yeah. changed our minds. Yes. Changed our minds. I... I and I think you. I actually have uh, the thing on. I don't know if I finished editing it, but maybe. Yeah, what, me what? But you decided to go in a different direction. Yes, um, I, I plan on talking about Hanukkah. Um, the, the origin of it, that not only the lighting portion, but the actual conflict that happened back in whatever something B.C. Um <clears throat> That's right. We're going to get specific with it. Oh, yeah. Whatever something BC. Yep, yep. It was before Pizza Hut, but a little after a pyramid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, I, I, I figure, you know, since uh, it started on, um, shoot, did it, 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 it I don't remember if it started at sunset last night or sunset the night before. You are a horrible Jew. I... <laughs> hey, I'm a pick and choose Jew. Look, I know when I know when Christmas mass starts. That's midnight Christmas Eve. Yeah, I I, I don't do Christmas anymore. I you know I maybe it was the military in me. For so long, you know, I did seven years. Yeah. But 
I just did not decorate. I, I, I'm not, I wasn't that Christmas guy. Yeah. You know, I, I always watched a Christmas story. It's a wonderful life. I love that crap. That's just feel good stuff. But, you know, I, I didn't put up red and green and villages and stuff. And now that's, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Well, because cause you're, and, and, you're dead. That's why. I, well, not only that, but my wife, she she's always had an insatiable Christmas spirit, and I love it. Yeah. Like, it's mine for Halloween. Like, that's how she feels. I get that. And it's kind of rubbed off, and yeah. it kind of pisses me off. Yeah. Because, like, as much as I hate hanging off my roof, you know, hanging freaking lights, like, <laughs> is it straight now? <laughs> yeah. When I'm done with it, I get that Clark Griswold kind of like chest puffed out. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I, I kind of wonder what the on the time of the Christmas holiday time frame between I'm gonna say between Thanksgiving and Christmas, how many injuries I've attributed to people putting up decorations? Oh God, it's, uh, I would say just guesstimating. On the year, probably about 2,000. If you want to count electrocutions, more. Because <laughs> I'm sure, like we were just ta- we were talking before we came online, and my my wife is doing decorations around the house and plugged in something, and <laughs> blew one of the breakers. <laughs> I was like, damn! Like first one of the season. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I heard, uh, what was it you said, and, and that's how you blow a breaker. I gotta yep. go. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're fantastic things. The um, You've seen them. You plug them into an outlet, but it's one prong for an outlet, but it's got like four that link up to it. Mm-hmm. So you're basically pulling, you know, four off of that one. That's a, that's a lot of amperage, and especially if you're using older bulbs that draw more power and that's what these were they were for a christmas village yeah so it, it, it just bam that, that went and i was like whoo <laughs> it was good though it was good <laughs> yeah i i uh we we do the hanukkah thing upstairs i i have uh two hanukkahs or i mean i'm sorry we uh two menorahs um yeah. I have one worth the candles, and then I have this new one that I opened up last night. Was uh, it's it's uh, you, it's a plug-in, and so the middle light is still, but like all the other lights on the branches, they uh, kind of like twinkle a little or flicker, uh-huh. flicker. I said twinkle, really? I'm at flicker. Did. Yeah, um, I like the twinkle. Twinkle made me picture it better than flicker. Oh, honestly, because flicker, I picture like firelight. Like when you're sitting in front of a fire and you get that flicker on people, but like twinkle, I, I give I would give more of that to a to a candle. Okay, well the, the flicker was it had a slight twinkle to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh God. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Where the hell is my chicken? I have a chicken that jumps around. You, you have a what? I have a wind-up chicken. 
No, that wasn't a joke. I literally <laughs> prick. <laughs> but he had hopped off my disc earlier when I was playing around. Oh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> he was behind Michelangelo. <laughs> I wish I were joking. He was. You know, I, I have a. I don't have my toys. I've actually got my toys in my bathroom. Oh. Well, you can't take a bath without toys. I, well, I don't have... All I have is a shower. I have no tub in there. But no, I have, oh. like, decorations all over you. Did you see the video I sent you? Which one of the 90? <laughs> what? Dude. Okay. In, in, in your messenger, I sent you one of my bathroom... Um, it's the video after uh -huh. the the cursing uh, after the cursing parrot. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I I like the cursing parrot. Who doesn't? I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's I I uh, got it in one of those little met, uh, shelves to put goes kind of around the tank and above it. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, that was forty bucks. Um, I had it's one. Not bad. Yeah, it's it's round. I mean, it's not round. It's more like squared off, and it looks the quality's better than the old one they used to have, which was a little flimsier. Yeah. So I like it, but I didn't want to spend one hundred and fifty bucks for one that was uh, the nice wooden one with open doors and everything. Dude, can I tell you how bad I want a heated toilet seat? Oh my god! You know what? I I literally drew up plans and everything for it for like an invention until I was told that no, no, that's already been invented. I was yeah. so pissed off. Yeah. Oh, I bet. <laughs> but oh, I have fantasized about those. It's ridiculous, and I don't even live in a cold state, really. No, it doesn't get that cold. What's the coldest I think it's ever been? Like nine degrees here. That's uh, not that bad. Yeah, yeah, North Carolina. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, since I've lived here, I think the lowest there been is 9 degrees. But that's not that cold, but I still got to want one. But what weirds me out about your bathroom is when you're when you're when you're dropping your deuce, you got three guys behind you. Now that for <laughs> me is kind of a weird voyeuristic thing. Oh, well, it, it Like I couldn't concentrate cuz I think someone was judging my straining. <laughs> I, I don't really need to strain anymore as old as I am and as, as screwed up as my body is and as tore up it's as just, my intestines is my turds bungee jump wonk <laughs> <laughs> yeah alright <clears throat> but yeah and, and you saw like the little figures and stuff on top of my wall art really nice yeah, my bathroom just isn't like that. Mine's very plain. Keep did you it simple. Did you see what was hanging on the ceiling? I must have missed that because yeah. I do not remember. Did it? Could you barely see it? What? Could you barely see what you tried to show on your ceiling? If I remember what I think I saw. Um. It's in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the it's the balls. It's it, the balls. It's, it's the, the ball sex. Balls. Yeah, it's like 
12 inches so of basically so basically you have it like an old man is on a floor above you <laughs> and has cut a hole in the ceiling and it's just squatted over it and it's just like yeah enjoy it <laughs> i mean it, and it's perfectly placed because if you're you know if if as a, as a guy if you're standing up and you're peeing you know you you probably won't notice it because i have like stuff that's gonna, on the walls decoration is going to interest you and it can catch your eye now, if you're sitting on the toilet and you happen to raise your head up, the ball sack is like right above your head. So, yeah. It's like you're discouraging shitting at your house, man. What the hell? I, 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 um, I savor the weirdness in uh, my bathroom. Because this is like the hallway bathroom. And it's, it's, it's mine. I've claimed it. Mm. You know, while my... Uh, and my my little boy uses it too, but uh, why? That the little one there? Yeah. Hey, close the door for me, buddy. <laughs> My wife told him she said, "Don't go in the room." So he just opened the door and he was like, "Hey, Dad, <laughs> I'm not inside the room." <laughs> I give the kid credit; he's smart. Yeah. Smarter than me. But go ahead. Back to your hall toilet. Come on. You and well, the boy. Yeah. Uh, we, he and I used Blowing the up the porcelain. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I do want to get a candle to kind of make the, the smell better because his, his poops are horrible smelling. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pot kettle. I'm yeah. sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> now, Thuna, I went to Target uh, yesterday and I saw a... Uh, uh, there was a candle, and it was it was uh, the smell. It was whiskey and something else. I thought you wanted to make it smell different than your shits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, mine smell like JP eight. Totally different. Oh God, Jekyll. <laughs> nice. But, uh, but no, I I um um everything it's decorated i mean you, i mean if you go hang out in my bathroom you're gonna sit there a while you're gonna enjoy it see that's cool that's you, nice. you may get creeped out by a few things but you're gonna enjoy yeah. it. You'll, you'll be there a while like you, you don't even go in there to pee anymore you just go in there to sit on the counter and look at the shit you hung up like, <laughs> this is good oh i plan on adding more stuff trust me <laughs> I bet that little small little thing on the wall, cabinet, whatever, I'm going to put my action figures in there. Nice. So, I had talked to you about something before, or do you want to go first? Um, you know what? Because I thought this one would be a quick one. Oh. Okay. Not yours, mine. The, the one of mine. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so we had talked that you hadn't heard in the news that GM was closing, uh, I think it's like four or five plants and uh, 15,000 um, white and blue collar jobs leaving. That's crazy. Yeah, and uh, uh, apparently, uh, me and my dad were talking this afternoon, I hadn't had a chance to look it up yet, but uh, uh, President Trump was like blaming GM for it. Hmm. Yeah. What what have you heard about whose fault is what? But, well, I I mean, you, you know those tariffs are coming up. Yes. And everybody says, you know, before the new year, if you got a big purchase, buy it now. 
because it's going to go way up. Like, I, I think they estimated like a new car is going to jump up $4,000 in cost. Good. And then it's going to go up even higher in February. That's nuts. Yeah. And it's like all major appliances. Like if, you, if you're going to buy a major appliance, you need to buy it now before the new year. And so I think this is kind of like them proactively trying to cut costs back so they can keep their companies going. You know, I mean, we already bailed them out once. Yeah. But, uh, and, and another thing that I had heard was that they received this news the day after they came back from their, uh, Thanksgiving break there, or their little Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, that, that's pretty fucked up. I, um, that is harsh, man. I'm pretty sure I would probably punch somebody. Right? Yeah. But that is pretty messed up. Yeah. I mean, what are your, I, I know you haven't heard the story, but I mean, what are just, uh, I mean, your thoughts on just hearing that? I, I, I don't know. Um, when it comes to how that uh, business and how they all operate and everything, I'm pretty, I'm pretty clueless on all that. Um, I, I don't really, I have never really spent the time into it. You know, I look into like other things, um. I mean, right right now, it, it, I've been kind of turned off by a lot of the news because all I oh, see, me too, man. it's all anti-Trump, anti-Trump, anti-Trump. I'm like, fuck, man, stop it. Yeah. I, mean, I, I want to learn and see what's like all what's going on in the world, but all I can find is Trump did this, Trump said this, Trump did this. I'm like, you yeah. know, this has been going on for two years. Like, shut up and like, let... You know, I, I I can only scroll down my feed on Facebook or any other social media things for so long before I just get fed up with it, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, Me too. And then if I go to, like, Google News, you know, it's just as bad. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm not or was a Trump supporter, but he won. Yeah. You know, so... I want our country to do well. I want our president to do well. And that's all I can hope for, you know, and push for. And, you know, okay, don't make the right decisions, but make the good decisions. But I just feel like so much seems to be happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to say, like, th there's a definitely a problem. So what's pointing to the problem? Well, um, and there, there was something that happened last month uh, on Veterans Day. Mm -hmm. You know. And oh, I saw you post about that, but I didn't even know what you were talking about. I was going to tell you. Well, I worked. <laughs> well, no, I, I actually deleted the one on my uh, on my wall because people are kind of stupid. I mean, mm -hmm. they 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 want to make like Veterans Day references, and it's like, yeah, well, no shit, you know. <laughs> it's like what well, there apparently there I, I left it in a group but apparently there was a uh, um, <clears throat> see if I can find it apparently there is a rumble or slight earthquake or something that literally went almost uh, either halfway around the world or three quarter or even all the way I don't I don't know mm -hmm. um someone gave me a link to it and I'm trying to find it but uh, I don't know where it is. 
Fuck. Okay, I'm gonna have to look later. But yeah, it, it's just cool. it, it, it's weird. I, I don't, you know, very little have I seen on it, and it was mm-hmm. like uh, it had caught my attention when it did, you know, pop up in the news. But um, mm-hmm. okay, here here's the post. Uh, NationalGeographic.com. It was dated on. It doesn't show me a date. Great. Nice go. Oh, no. 28th. Uh, November 28th. On the morning of November 11th, just before uh, 9.30 uh, Universal Time, a mysterious rumble rolled around the world. The seismic waves began roughly 15 miles off the shores of uh, um, Mayotte, M-A-Y-O-T-T-E, a French island sandwiched between Africa and the northern tip of Madagascar. Uh, the waves bust, uh, buzzed across Africa, ringing sensors in um, Kenya, Ethiopia, uh, and traversed vast oceans humming across Chile, New Zealand, Canada, and even Hawaii, nearly 11,000 miles away. Mm-hmm. Um, the waves didn't just zip by, they rang for more than 20 minutes, and yet it seems no human felt it. Only one person noticed the odd signal on the U.S. Geological Survey's real-time seismograph displays. An earthquake enthusiast who uses the handle, um, Matarik, I don't know, some handle, whatever, uh, saw the curious zigzags and posted images of them to Twitter. That small section kicked off another ripple of sorts as researchers around the world attempted to suss out the source of the waves. Was it a meteor strike, a submarine volcano eruption, an ancient sea monster rising from the depth? We could only hope. Uh, I don't think I've seen. <laughs> it's awesome. Dude. Sorry, that that last part. Okay, was awesome. it's Nessie, baby. <laughs> but I don't know, man. It's it's like really weird. You don't. Nobody felt it, but no. but all over the world, it was felt by instruments. So by so- by actual like seismographs. And stuff. Yeah. And it wasn't just of the oceans, right? These were seismographs on land and everything. Yeah. Wow. Now, do you think it could have been from that giant shift of that um, that earthquake in Alaska? Like, it could have been just kind of a ripple in almost like the Earth's crust. Like, it was that bad of an earthquake. Um, well, I mean, this... Does uh, the timeline uh, hook up? No, not at all. I mean, you're talking about uh, Veterans Day all the way until just a few days or last week when that one hit. So that's like... No, I mean, but like stuff happening down below resulting in... You know what? You you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like deep in the earth and then reverberating up and that's kind of where it peaked was in Alaska. Well... That's where the biggest shift ended up allocating itself, I guess you could say. It is possible, um, but also it could be a result of uh, what's going on with the sun and uh, the solar minimum, but um, it's hard to Which say. We had, discussed. we had discussed that for previous people. Yeah, I have matter of fact that uh, this... Solar activity, were, solar flares. A, a little boring, but, you know, it's interesting stuff. It is, it is. I mean, it's well, it like, has to do with our world. It should be interesting. That's another thing I don't understand. How can you not be interested in your own world? It's where you live. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I like Uranus, okay? I'm going to explore Uranus. Of course you I like love. Uranus better of course than Earth. You do. 
I keep it trim and bleached. Love it. I mean, we probed Uranus. <laughs> you friggin' ass. I knew it was going to happen sooner or later. I knew it was going to happen. Oh, that was awful coming out of my nose. <laughs> was, that, oh. was that the shine or the beer? No, it was beer. Oh, yeah. That <sighs> smells. What? Yeah. Oh, and you know how, like, the, the just the carbonation burns. And you're going to smell, you're going to smell beer for like the next six hours. Well, that's normal, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to stay in your nose for like a good six hours or more. Yeah. Good God. Oh, you prick. That was great. Uh, it was. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, um, wow. We totally, we, we where'd we go? We went from, uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> we went from, we're from mental GM. solar activity. <laughs> what, GM to... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoa, you're going back in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Really got off the... the... Yeah, but that's all right. Um, but yeah, uh, but one article I did uh, read on USA Today said they were only closing the plant for a certain amount of time. It was like from May until June. And it was simply to like cut back on the excess of vehicles that they had unsold. But, you know, that that ripples down the chain. Yeah, it does. Did it mention if uh, the people were fired or uh, just put on... It, didn't, uh... it, it did not. That, that article in ABC News, and that's why I chose ABC. I didn't go CNN, I didn't go Fox, I went ABC. Kind of middle ground, you know? Mm. And well, more middle ground, let's say. <laughs> yeah. But they also brought up the fact that GM was also given, in the previous bailout, $13.4 billion. Just, just a small chunk of change. I mean, you know, I think last weekend I used that on just sushi. Yeah. Um... I mean, that's peanuts. It's pet. <laughs> you know, I, I piss that in beer a month, but, uh, you know, and so they're get, I, evidently they're, they're kind of putting a time limit on it. They're giving them one year to kind of turn their shit around to yeah. see if they're allocated another loan, another loan, mm. another, when is it time to let a business fail? You know, and when, I, is, I, when is yeah. it that time, man? Honest to God, like, let, let's be honest, Americans. We don't make anything anymore. We really don't produce anything. Where, where does this money, I mean, all this money, I mean, who, is is this being audited? How many people are auditing it? And, yeah. you know, do these people... Where are the who accountants do, in this? Yeah, I, I, I personally believe that there's millions that are going into people's pocket. There's, it's got to be happening somewhere. It's yeah. got to be. I mean, I just, I, I just don't see it. And, you know, we, we are a country of consumers. That's what we do. We consume everything. That's, that's it. We, we bring stuff in. We don't even export a lot of stuff anymore. <clears throat> so, I mean, when do we realize that kind of the infrastructure that did help build this country is gone? Oh, yeah. We, we pretty much this way. We use more than we produce. So We do. We do. Oh, God. Yes. 
Absolutely. And we if do. we do produce an excess of something that doesn't get used, we get rid of it. It turns that use or that excess just turns into waste. Yeah. Because I mean, we're so, I mean, we're greedy people. We don't have, I mean, if you think about it, just in a matter of 50 years, okay, and I'm just going to go 50 years, okay, I'm not going to go say like 100, 200 years ago, but just 50 years ago, people actually provided more to, you know, the, our country, or the state, their community, their neighborhood, their own families. Like people used to but grow food. You don't see from, that much anymore. You know, from the macrocosm out. I mean, from the minimalist out. You you helped your neighbor. You did this. You did that. And then that that was a ripple out effect. Yeah. That kind of everybody treated everybody that way. Yeah. Nowadays, if you try to get to know your neighbor, they look at you like you know you're a psycho. Oh, oh, you get, absolutely. You get the police called on you. Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of which, I need to go introduce myself to a few people here. Well, dude, I'm telling you, uh, I, I know a couple of my neighbors. My wife knows more. I'm a bit more antisocial. Mm-hmm. But uh, they all seem like very nice people. And we all wave at each other. We all smile. You know, it's a very nice community. And my neighbor, uh, Pablo, actually, like he mows other neighbors' lawns just to be nice. Like, if they're busy and they ask him, he'll do it. Like, he's just that nice of a dude. Yeah. And it, it's so awesome to be in an area like that and to live in a community like that. That's helpful in that. And that does ripple out because then you carry that with you. If somebody helped you, you kind of want to help somebody else. Yeah. You know, and, oh, I guess we're, geez, we're touching on the Christmas spirit without even trying. Or, or the Hanukkah spirit. Or the Hanukkah spirit. God, what a beautiful segue. Or the pagan oh. spirit. Well, let's not bring up the pagans. Well, I mean, we are... You're talking about two different holidays that have a lot of pagan involvement. Dude, I'm a massive heathen, you know me. Yeah, I know you are. Um, I, I would like to hear about this caravan thing. Uh, do you want to go on that now, or do you want me to go ahead and uh, knock my... We can, talk, we can talk about that if you want. That, that'll be quick anyway. Um, so I guess it was in the news. Everybody heard about it. The, uh, the caravan coming up from, uh, Central America, South America to come and invade the U S you know, it was a big hot topic around the election. Mm -hmm. Uh, And everybody's seen the photos on both sides, you know, Oh, you know, women and children being tear gassed and then children being dragged by their hair up to the front, you know, to be tear gassed for the media and this, that, and the other, you know, it's been very polarized Mm -hmm. and you know, everybody has their own opinion of it. That's fine. Excellent. I understand your opinion. My mother who was born an American citizen now lives in Mexico. And she's lived there, I want to say, for the past near decade. Actually, I think, no, longer than that. Longer than that. It's got to be about 12 years now. She's lived there. Um, She used to live near Puerto Vallarta. Tell tell people where that is, in case they don't know. That is more on the um, West Coast, uh, where people vacation. Nice place. And now she lives more um, up towards, like, central Mexico near uh, Eagle Pass, Texas, I guess would be the closest border town to her. 
uh, for people if you want to Google that and understand where that is. Mm. Um, but we, my mother and I had talked today and um, something I brought up kind of in passing and uh, a buddy of mine was talking about how, you know, oh, it's funny how the caravan disappeared, you know, right after the elections. Now it suddenly popped up right after Thanksgiving, you know. And I said, well, you know, there's, have you never seen the documentary about the death train that people take up, that they sit on for, you know, like three days at a time, you know, just to get close to the border and the geography of the area of Mexico, mountains versus flatlands that you can move quicker on, traverse on, you know, because that was uh, one of the memes going around. Why didn't they go to, I think it was like Brownsville, Texas or something like that. And it has to do with terrain, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, my, my, me and my mother were talking, and I was like, you know, I, I've seen the pictures and stuff, and I'm sure bad things are happening, and some things are being exacerbated to make them worse than they are, because that's how the media works now. Mm-hmm. You don't get a fair, unbiased opinion. You're going to get a biased opinion, then you're going to get a biased opinion, then decide in between, you oh, know, yeah. kind of what's happening, unless you know people there or go there yourself. And... Uh, but she had said she, uh, she's, she said the news here is very different than the news there. Now, the news there is they were not stopped at the border at any time coming up through. They were let through. They were given uh, every aid they could be given all the way up through Mexico up to the U.S. border where they met the resistance, quote unquote, that we've seen on the Internet and whatnot and on news stations. And uh, my mom actually got very tearful uh, during this talk about how the U.S. was treating these people and how Mexico was opening up every actual avenue they have to help these people. And it just goes to show you a perspective. Yeah, that that one, they when they one of the pictures they focused on a mother and I pull on the two girls. Um, if I remember uh, watching something where the Mexican government actually um, set something to help her out, and I think yeah. gave them a home or something, I remember. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, there's a lot of amazing stuff happening south of the border that we're not hearing. I mean, we're going to hear the agenda that whatever news agency wants us to hear. Yeah. And, you know, if it agrees with you, if that's why you watch it, fine, watch it. But just know there's another side. There's a whole other side to this that we're not being told. Oh, yeah. And I love that my mother lives down there and that this is happening and I can actually get both views of it and actually be able to make my own informed decision. I know there are people that are just going to, you know, oh, whatever. And go on about their way, and that's fine. Hey, man, you do you. But this is what's really happening, and you can stick your head in the sand or as far up your ass as you want. I don't care, but there is more to it than you're being told, and there always will be. And here, and I, and I, I, I do. I, I one thing I figured out on my own before you had mentioned how the the Mexican government was uh, really helping them and everything was I, I, I kind of put two and two together where if they weren't, they wouldn't be letting uh, all those thousands of people, you know, caravan all the way up north. They would have stopped them at some point and, you know, something would have been done. 
Oh, absolutely. So that was just me putting two and two to, or one and one together, and. And I mean, they can say as much as they want that oh, they were getting democratic help or what. Actually, they weren't. They were getting Mexican help. Yeah. <laughs> you know this country that a lot of us I don't know. Anybody who listens is ex-military or whatever. If you're ever stationed in San Diego and went to TJ's or you grew up along the border, whatever, you know what border towns are like. Yes. I mean, honestly, it's, they are not the best places. They no. really aren't. It's not anywhere you'd want to be. Mm-hmm. But, uh... These people, you know, and... I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's it's such a a dynamic situation. It, it is, and the way I look at it is, you know, I, I honestly believe because I I know the nightmare the stuff is going on in Honduras, and um, but so I know people are fleeing and exile. Oh. I also do know, and from just what I've been, you know looking into is that there are a lot of people that have actually started the process into you know to for asylum but it's yeah. not a quick thing you can't just you know come no. up and be like you know hey i'd like asylum let me sign some papers and get on my way you know it doesn't work like that but people are ignorant of it we do have an actual you know protocol of how we do this we there works is, in the geneva convention yeah i mean and we do do this but the thing is yeah. you know it takes time yes but and it also the people, you know, you know, the people that do get upset when we're tear gassing them or whatever, it's because they're forcefully trying to break through or jump over a gate. You know, I'm that's sorry, but that's completely illegal. If you went thousands of miles walking, I'm pretty sure that you can wait and do the proper paperwork. I mean, the Mexican yeah. government was there to help them, and they're like, exactly, hey. Exactly, exactly. So... But- I but some people, also, and that's why I say that it's so multifaceted. Yeah. It's so dynamic. Now, I mean, I also believe that there is a portion of those migrants that are actual insurgents. I do believe that. You know, I, I cannot believe that they would not take that, that opportunity to insert themselves. You? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. And of course they have to be scrutinized. Of course their paperwork has to be done. It's just like Ellis Island. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't just like open a gate and be like, gone through and just, you know, high five and everybody as they go by. We stop people. We interviewed them. We got names. Oh, you're sick. You need to go here. We quarantine people. This was all done. Yeah. And you had to learn English language. You had to actually convert into our yes. society or our laws and yes. people did that that's why that's why you get some of the what people the world war Two, you know those that fought they're considered the greatest generation is because their parents were ones that came over you know from foreign lands or whatever and, and got the they, freedom they did everything they could and though okay. their children stood up and were like you know what they made me the person I am today, and I'm gonna prove that you know that's yeah. that mentality they had was that was really big. And also realize that a lot of the immigrants coming over, their family back there, you know, I mean, what they're one generation removed, their mom and dads, mm-hmm. maybe two, three, but they still got family back there, and their homes, their family ancestral homes are being invaded. I mean, they had a real link. 
And we're not that far removed, but we feel so separated from everything in Europe. Yes. But really, most of us aren't that far removed. I mean, we're really not. Let's be honest. But we feel like it's a whole separate, like, I mean, they're, they were, they're Romans over there. You know, they're still, they're still holding gladiatorial competitions. Yeah. Like, you know, they're not using horses. They got cars. Do we realize that? Do most Americans realize that? I mean, (laughs) honest to God, like, I mean, how do you think the rest of the world is? We are not so far removed. Yeah. We're, We're pretty ignorant is what we are. It just, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. We, it was not long ago that this country was founded. Yeah. It was it not long ago at all. Very, very recent. Like, at first, as I know, I'm the 13th generation um, in America. Yeah, I'm the 13th generation. Dude, on one of my sides, I'm the third. No, yeah, you're new. I, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, it's it, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it it is. I it's, mean, it's we are so close to that side of the world, and yet consider ourselves so separate. I don't understand it. We're a people that don't like to learn. We're so fascinated with uh, social media and. Uh, um, social media and uh, what it, reality TV and just TV shows in general that we don't actually get out and do stuff. Well, who was it? Uh, Oscar Wilde who said uh, America, the only country that went from barbarism to decadence without civilization in between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, and honestly, that's, that's a pretty accurate description. Now, I want to go off on the migration thing is, like I mentioned before, that, um, you know, I, I, I do believe that there are some insurgents that uh, did put themselves in with this uh, mm-hmm. this migration. Mm-hmm. I mean, because on, on a strategic level, that's just, you know. It's, it's smart. A, it's a very smart opportunity. And, um, and a matter of fact, it kind of reminds me of something. I actually, when I was in uh, Afghanistan, uh, I was studying... Uh, I was studying um, like migration used as a, a, a as a weapon, and I was and even so more when I was stationed in uh, Fort Bragg in North Carolina, I kind of got back into looking at that, and um, it's it's true people don't realize this that uh, there's like for instance I'll I'll give one book for instance by a lady named Kelly Greenhill, um, she wrote uh, it's called Strategic Engineered Migration as a Weapon of War. And she's one of several people that I've actually written books or, or dissertations or whatever on, you know, the how migration in around the world in through time has been used to take over a country, and it's very frightening. And to be honest with you, it is very frightening. Um, that harkens back even to uh, prima nocta, yeah, with the English. If you can't if you can't fight them out, breed them out. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, uh, there's a, a, a there's a really good YouTube uh, video, and it was showing how, um, for instance, in France, the actual French people are they're not making as many children. They're not producing enough as uh, reproducing enough as like for instance the um, the Muslims in their country. The Muslims yeah. in there are out, out you know 
They're outbreeding them. Yeah, in a matter of 100 years, just in France alone, you know, the real, the actual people with French background, everything will be on a very, they'll be a minority. Oh, I had, um, there was some article that I had seen that uh, was talking about that, that like a guy went there and he was like, is this even France? Oh, yeah. Because there were so few French that he had seen, it seemed like. You know, and it's, it's, I'm all for, you know, I'm all for, you know, migrants, you know, to come to America, have a better, uh, a a new chance at life, you know, and I'm all for it, but, and I, 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 I I honestly believe that what laws we have are good, you know, whether they could be a little better, okay, but there's a protocol for it, and uh, granny, we haven't exactly used that the right way during previous uh, presidents. Um, no, we have. And, uh, but that's the thing is, you know, do it as we're supposed to. Do what the laws are that are there, you know, don't make that's right. laws. That's um, right. Not, not to accommodate. Yeah. Not to accommodate. These but, are the laws of this country. We will discuss them, get your people into government, speak for the bodies. That's what you do. But we also have to be very careful who we let in because there's a lot you of bad people. Yes. And, and as I said, migration is, you know, as an immigrant, it is, is surprisingly to people, you know, I don't think people realize how easy it is for, you know, uh, insurgents, your terrorists to come in through that way. You know, there's, there's, if they can get off the radar, do whatever it is they need to do, you know, pay to have anything erased or new identities or whatever, you know, that stuff happens and it's very frequent. Well, and well, it's so easy with a student visa too. Oh, exactly, and that's that's because you know student visas are so simple because you don't necessarily have to be associated with an organization to be into that organization. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot easier to be interested in that, not get into it, and then come here, get in university, and then get yourself deep into it. Yeah. You know, that's common sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you want me to... Uh, you want Dude, me to... I, want, I want to hear so much about Chuck-a-Con. Chuck-a-Con. As you, as you texted me. Oh, okay. Chuck-a-Con. chuck a Where's, where's the... Where's I laughed so hard <laughs> when you said that, and then you went, fuck! <laughs> I still can't pronounce Dude, it. I was, I was doubling <laughs> over it. at work. And my my coworker looked at me like I was possessed. Like I was having spasms. Just that when I saw you spell it, I was like, "What?" <laughs> and then you, you said the fuck and respelled it. I was like, "Oh, okay, I can see that." <laughs> yeah, I uh, um, I I think I spelled the uh, that what's that black singer Chaka Khan. I, I, no, I think no, it you're more thinking of Shaka Khan. Yeah. No, you were nowhere near that. <laughs> oh, man, horrible. Horrible. Okay. Oh, uh, Chanaka. Chanaka. <laughs> C-H-A-N-A-K-A. What the fuck? Dude, I can't spell it. It's just <laughs> spelling, it, math and spelling were never my, well, I'll just put it this way. 
English in general when it comes to, you know, <coughs> oh my God. writing, grammar, spelling, and, and, and math were never my strong suits. Social <laughs> studies was, science I was good at. <laughs> that whole reading, writing, arithmetic, I was, I was just shit at that. Oh, <laughs> uh, <coughs> yeah, yeah. My God. Okay, let's see here. And I, I even took the time to, uh, on a separate piece of paper, write down names I couldn't pronounce with the phonetic. Let's just hope I can read my own my own handwriting. <laughs> All right. Um, Throwing up, people. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Two pages and a paragraph. Got it. <clears throat> In 2000... Whoa, wow, no, not even close. In 200 BC, <laughs> I'm already fucking up. I even got a sentence. Starts out with a bang. <laughs> okay, in 200 BC, the powerful Seleucid Empire took over Judea, an area encompassing parts of what is now known as Israel and the Palestinian territories. Uh, the Greek centric kingdom was founded by, um, fuck, uh, Seleucus, one of Alexander yeah. the Great's top military officers, and had steadily expanded outward from its capital of Antioch in modern day Syria. Uh, some Jews embraced aspects of uh, the uh, Seleuc uh, Seleucid, uh, Seleucid's Hel Hel Hellenic culture. Wow, I'm really going good here. Um, but I'm when killing it, uh, <laughs> um, but when Antiochus Epiphanes ascended to the uh, Seleucid throne in 175 BC, he initiated an uh, an explicit program of Hellenization in the Jewish territory. Uh, if you guys don't know Hellenization, you're you're talking a whole bunch of pagan stuff. You know, it, it completely contradicts the uh, uh, the the Torah and what the Hebrews or the Jews, you know, what they they followed, what they practiced. Um, so basically, it's a bad thing. It's like saying, "Hey, you know what? You this is your religion. Well, you know what you're gonna do ours now." So that's pretty much what you know. There, this little program is started, um, and basically, it was promoting the values of worldly knowledge, physical beauty. Um, hedonistic indulgence and polytheistic spirituality. Um, if you guys don't know poly, obviously that is more than one. Um, now, Antiochus measures were welcomed by some local Jews. For example, the Jewish high priest who served as a religious leader and political ruler of the semi autonomous Judea welcomed the construction of a gymnasium in Jerusalem where uh, Seleucid military officials practiced traditional Greek exercise in the nude alongside local Jews, uh, including priests. Antiochus also encouraged the development of the Greek educational system in Jewish society. <clears throat> A growing number of Jews began worshipping Greek gods. The rising influence of Hellenism was not immediately a source of open conflict within the Jewish community. In fact, Hellenism permeated even the most traditional circles of Jewish society to one degree or another. 
A typical Judean would have worn Greek robes and been proficient in the Greek language, whether he was urban or rural, rich or poor, a pious practitioner of the Mosaic faith, or a dabbler in polytheism. Eventually, Antiochus and his Jewish allies, including the high priest um, Menelaus, pushed the more pious Menelaus Jews, Menelaus. Menelaus. Uh, pushed the more pious Jews too far. Now, Menelaus embarked on a campaign of radical Hellenization in 167 BC, prohibiting fundamental Jewish practices such as circumcision uh, on pain of death. He also introduced foreign rites into the Jewish temple, forcing Jewish pilgrims to sacrifice pigs, which are profane in Judaism. He built an altar to Zeus on top of the sacred altar to the Jewish god, uh, Yahuwah. Uh, Protestants were allowed to solicitate their services freely on the temple grounds. Okay, and if you guys don't understand when it comes to the Jewish culture and everything, that's just like the worst insult you could do. You know, and it's 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 pretty fucked up. I mean, you're pretty much just slapping God in the face right there. Alright, um... Can, can I ask one question about the naked exercise? Uh, okay. The hell, man. I, I don't know, but that, no, that's actually, that's something that's been around for a long time. The Greeks and Romans did that shit, man. That would make yoga the worst activity ever. Um, I mean, <laughs> look at wrestling, dude. Uh, hey, I'm not, I'm not saying anything, but I mean, just like, can you imagine in Planet Fitness, like knocking out a naked yoga class? Or some hack squats. <laughs> Just balls banging on the floor. <laughs> well, what about like elliptical machine or the treadmill? Everybody's going to oh, have something a, swinging, you know. Oh, I don't know how they ever ran the marathon. Ah. Uh, Naked. I don't know. How, because, man, my boys got to be, they got to be snug. If I'm running, they got, they, they got, they got to have help. Yeah, I, but I mean, and it, I mean, because people wrestled, they even fought to the death naked. So, yeah, I, mean, it's, I know, it's, it just blows my mind. It, and, and also during that time, it was very common and considered socially, it was okay to have you know for men to fornicate with with uh, younger men. Yeah. yeah, and it was it was considered they because women traditionally were used as a you know that Breeding was your spouse. Shit. They were the one that took care of the home, everything. You know, and yes, and you know, young boys were. I mean, it, it's it's common. It, it was a very common thing back then. Yeah. You know, is is screwed up and evil as it is. It that's just how things were. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, think think if you're having a wrestle with someone that you you had already slept with, and you know, things yeah, kind right. things happen, and and it turns from wrestling to something else. It just it wouldn't be pretty. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure the crowd would enjoy it, but, you know, it's just... I, now I got that stuck in my head. I'm thinking of Hulk Hogan and, and, and uh, Andre the Giant. Ever. Why? That's Why? awesome. Oh. Oh. The sheer flexibility involved is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, okay. Now, it is unclear whether uh, Menelaus acted on his own violation with the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> the Seleucids backing on Antiochus's orders um, or some combination. Some scholars believe Antiochus' efforts in Judea were part of an empire-wide attempt to consolidate his power by uniting the, de um, 
the desperate territories under a common Hellenistic banner. <clears throat> it sounds like what Constantine did with the whole pagans and Christians. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. does. <clears throat> but one way or another, the tyrannical measures were too much for traditional Jews, prompting them to fight rather than uh, um, acquiesce the authorities' demands. Or appease the authorities' demands. I said acquiesce. It was way off. But I think you were going for acquiesced. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that'll work too. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Oh, okay. Um, they actually uh, they uh, actually rebel only when the the religious persecution reached a level they could no longer tolerate. Um, the line of the sand seems to have been between the Torah. And the commandments and profaning the uh, profaning of the ritual of the temple, uh, just complete des just desecration. Yeah, I, I, that, that's like a light word compared to what they did to it, though. Um, broadly, broadly speaking, the Jews of Judea can be divided into two camps based on their reaction to the prohibition of ancient Jews' rituals and the um, desecration of the temple. The first camp, the um, the Pietist were unwilling to comply with the radical measures and supported armed resistance against the high priest Menelaus. The second camp, the Hellenists, either welcomed the changes or did not care enough to fight. Now, um, the pietist Jews militants, they, uh, they went under the leadership of the, uh, Hasmoneans, a clan of Jewish priests that fled Jerusalem for the Judean town of Modin. Uh, Modian, sorry. Uh, that's was starting in 167 BC. Uh, Judea, the third son, or Judah, the third son of the Hasmonean. Uh, the Hasmonean. <laughs> <laughs> Man, these names fuck with me, and I and I have a cheat sheet guide there too. <laughs> Dude, I, I just love your exasperated sigh. <sighs> Another fucking word. <laughs> so good. Oh man. And and I'm really into this. Like I'm really enjoying this tale, and <laughs> just Still you're getting the first off at it is so good. Um, now, Judah, the third son of the uh, Has Hasmonean uh, patriarch, uh, fuck, Mattathias, uh, led a guerrilla war against the Seleucids and the Hellenistic Jewish sympathizers, along with his four brothers. I don't know their names. I'm going to guess Larry, Daryl, Daryl, and the other Larry. <laughs> My brother Daryl. My other brother Daryl. <laughs> well, that guy, he's another Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Larry. Which one? All <laughs> oh, one. <laughs> I miss that show. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bob Newhart, man. <laughs> I know. Oh. Man. Oh my God, you're gonna be laughing so hard. Dude, my cheeks hurt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The We're talking about Hanukkah for God's sake. <laughs> like this horrible battle. And then we start going to Bob Newhart. Yeah. 
God, how do you get there? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> My mind, that's what happens. Yeah. <clears throat> Welcome to the brain. <laughs> Welcome to business brain. Um, the Hasmonean brothers' military success earned them the nickname the Maccabees, likely derived from the ancient Hebrew word for hammer. It is not clear how many Hellenistic Jews fought alongside the Seleucid forces in opposition to the uh, the uh, Maccabees, uh, the Maccabees militias, but the the pre or the Pythias certainly did not enjoy the support of all Judeans. Through the civil, though the civil war did not break down along purely geographical lines, the Hasmoneans had a base of support in the countryside. There were even some observant Jews who did not side with the Hasmoneans. Years into the war, the Seleucids appointed a new high priest in an attempt to calm tensions. A group of pious Jews accepted his leadership, prompting the Maccabees to malign them in their account of events. Um, thanks to a series of cunning Hasmonean military maneuvers and setbacks for the Seleucids elsewhere in their empire, the Pietist, uh, the Pietist militias conquered the city of Jerusalem in 164 BC. They restored the ancient Jewish rites of the temple, tearing down the altar of Zeus and other pagan gods. Now, the word Hanukkah means dedication in Hebrew, referring to the Maccabees' rededication of the Jewish temple, which is believed to have been taking place around the time, or around this time, on the Jewish calendar. Um, now, Judah, the Maccabee, uh, chose to celebrate the rededication of the temple for eight days. The same length of time that King Solomon celebrated the consecration of the first temple. A uh, traditional Hanukkah story is that when the Maccabees arrived to re reconsecrate the temple, and it was in such a disarray that there was only enough olive oil to keep the sacred seven-branch candlebrum or menorah lit for one day. Instead, the oil miraculously lasted for eight days. Uh, Jews celebrate Hanukkah for eight days to commemorate this miracle, lighting an additional candle on a special Hanukkah menorah, or Hanukkah, each night of the holiday. That is also why it's customary on the Hanukkah to eat foods fried in oil, like potato, um, hold on, I got this pronunciation, latkes, latkes yes, and donuts. Yeah. I'm going to get fat here. Fried food. Oh, dude, dude. <laughs> oh, latkes are the best. Oh. I know, I know that. I would kill this It's hard to find that shit out here, man. Dude, come down to the south. Oh. These people are like potato. What? <laughs> <laughs> In reality, the rabbis likely developed the miracle of oil narrative several centuries after the events uh, Hanukkah took place. So basically what you're saying here is that rabbis, more than likely it is possible, there is no actual proof of this, but it is, uh, what is passed down is that several centuries after the, the Maccabees uh, Civil War, that they added this miracle of oil thing. Now the first mention of this miracle is in a passage of the Babylonian Talmud, dating to sometime between the 3rd and 5th century AD. Okay? Okay. So um, about 600 years. Just just, just a small one. Yeah. Uh, Older than how old our country is. Good call. Nice yes. comparison. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> now, Harvard's Cohen said he believes that the rabbis of the Talmud came up with the miracle of will in order to demilitarize the Han or Hanukkah. 
Hold on. Excuse me. It gave the rabbis who were uncomfortable with the Maccabees a way to say they respected Hanukkah. Now, Cohen said, military victory and upheaval was not a good lesson for Jews to have uh, living under the Roman Empire. They didn't want little Jewish boys to grow up and try to be the uh, Judah, the Mac, try to be Judah the Maccabee and try to attack the Romans. Now, ah. uh-huh. now the use of lamps, however, was a component of the holiday almost from the start. Jews celebrated the holiday with the lighting of lamps. Uh, according to Maccabees II, a pro has um, hasmonium, a second century kind of events included in some versions of the Christian Bible. Now, Joseph, Josephus Flavius, a Roman Jewish historian in the first century AD, also refers to festival lights in his description of the holiday's observance. If you guys don't know who Josephus Flavius is, dude has a lot of history when it comes to that during that era, um, a lot with the Jewish history, and also during the time of crucifixion and, and afterwards. Dude has a, any of his writings, you, I, I highly recommend it. You'll have some good history. Um, now, and this is both for Jews and for Christians, and also the, uh, uh, anybody of the, uh, um, uh, Messianic faith as well, um, such as someone like myself. Um, now, Hanukkah remains a relatively minor holiday for Jews. It is far less important than Rosh Hashanah or in Passover. Um, but it is out, but it has an outside status in the dysphoria Jewish communities, the largest of which is the United States, where Jewish religious devotion often takes a back seat to a sense of cultural pride. The Hanukkah typically falls around the same time as Christmas. Um, it has always raised, which has always raised its profile. For many Jewish Americans, it's, the, uh, it's an example of that old adage said to summarize many Jewish holidays. They tried to kill us. We won. Let's eat. <laughs> that I God, I gotta write that down. I'm gonna embroider that in a pillow and send it to you. <laughs> Tried to kill us, we won. I will, I will snuggle with that pillow every night, dude. Oh my God, I gotta get that made for you. As long as it's small. <laughs> Why do you want it small? Because I have two giant pillows. So my wife has a snuggle pillow. It's like a little small one. It's it's it. It's actually it looks like a, when you take the pillowcase off, it looks like a uh, uh, a cassette. Oh. What, what what is that? Oh, you don't know what that is? What? Oh yes, yes, I hear it now. Sounds so horrible. Of course it sounds horrible. OJ but, Simpson. Uh, but not yeah, a not a Jew. <laughs> but no, it's like uh, it's the pillow. It's like eight inches, like mom, maybe like twelve inches really? long. That's how you can handle those eight. Eight, eight, eight inches uh, tall. It's a. Apparently, it's, you weren't an MM birthing. It, <laughs> it, it's uh, it's like uh, a quarter. The size of a regular pillow, and it's more for like because my wife uses it because she has a regular pillows, but she she's 
you know, used to having like a small little pillow because it's not a big, it's kind of hard. And, you know, when you snuggle with a person at nighttime, it tends to get hot and you're sweaty and it's just like, get the fuck off me. So, so she has a little pillow. I, I don't have one, but I'm okay. I might have to get you one. Okay. Um, but yeah, so basically it was, it had to do with, uh, Over the you know, battle. forcing the Jews to, you know, Hey, we're going to desecrate your sacred temple, you know, <clears throat> which is, and we're going to, we're going to force you to, um, it's really to our, mean our, our religious, uh, you know, views. That's right. And a majority of them, like, like it was ranching. I mean, and it's there a majority of them like, okay, we, we can do this. But yeah, after the temple, it was just like, all right, this dude's gone too far. We're gonna fuck some people up now. So it was, yeah. it was kind of a civil war. Um, it was a civil war in the aspect of that they were fighting other Jews, not gotcha. just the Seleucids or Sel or Antiochus guys. So it it, it um, so yeah, and, and it's it's said for the eight days apparently, and as far as that oil. Um, it's, it, it is mentioned in the Talmud, but it's, it's, it was just something that was passed down orally, you know, before it got put down in the Talmud on a written. So. Honestly, when you said it was passed down orally, the first thing I wanted to say was herpes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. <You're> horrible. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, it, it, <laughs> and the thing is too, you know, in in it, the the menorah, it's seven. It's a it's a seven stick candle. You have one in the middle, and then three on each side. That's what was used back then, you know. So if that is what they use, if that is actually true, like totally legit about the the oil with the the menorah, it was a seven candlestick, not a nine. Yeah. Which, so, oh, I was going to tell you, I went so through a... a few hundred years later, there were some rabbis were like, you know what, we're going to add, we're going to add, you know... Tack on a couple days. Yeah. we're, we're going to sound better. Well, no, a couple branches, one more on each side. Because, like I said, there's seven, because there's six, each of the branches are for... A day, that extra that lasted, right? It, it actually has to do fall in line with the uh, the Jewish... Uh, feast because you have three in the yeah. fall, one in the summer, and then you have three. I'm sorry, three in the spring, one in the summer, and three in the fall. And so, I mean, just like when you look at the menorah, three on the left side, one in the center, and three on the right side. So it it all matches up, and um, um, just well, as like a match the, up, they made it line up. Well, I mean, it also fits in line with the, uh, the with the Sabbath. And it's the seven, the seven days of create, or the six days of creation, and the seventh day of rest, because you have all three. You because have because the, they made it line up. Well, <laughs> okay. It, so, if so if we're supposed to believe that the Jewish religion was created before the Christian religion, which we are, because you know, first book, second book, you know. Yeah. But I mean, you can. That's how you can make that line up too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it can, I'm not trying to say it didn't happen. Right, this is this is yeah. not true. I'm just trying to say, like, it, it can be made to line up chronologically yeah. speaking. Yeah, but I mean, it's just there's a lot that go else that goes into, and it's yeah. just the symbology. It's like there's like so many different levels of it. It's 
you know, to go into it, it would be a, a separate topic on, on its own. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why, I, you know, I was just simply pointing out. Yeah. Not, but yeah. What were, what were you going to say? Nothing. Oh. Did or I, I forget. You, you forget. I, honestly, I probably forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm like, the good people who listen to us, I'm not going to lie, I had moonshine before this started, so yeah. <laughs> honestly, I probably forget. So yeah, basically like, you know, anywhere between the third to, the third to fifth century AD, some mm-hmm. rabbis were like, hey, we're going to change this. And it's too militaristic. We don't want to do that. So See, yeah. Is, what gives them the power to do that? That's what they did. That was the whole point of why uh, when the uh, the the Messiah, uh, Jesus or Yahushua, why he uh, was like, you know, why he was slamming on the rabbis. And it was not because he was slamming on the Jews, because he was a Jew. He followed yeah. the Torah. What hap- What he was slamming on was all the rabbis and the people that followed those rabbis who were, you know, they were making up new rules, new laws, new traditions that went against the Torah because yeah. the rabbis had power back then. So it was, that's well, what Jesus was in. had power in that time. Well, yeah, yes. I mean, the, the, those were the most educated people were... Your religious people—they were the ones who were allowed to read and write, and you know a lot, a lot of that wasn't even allowed back then with common folk. Yeah, and and that's the thing—the people that you know that he was just like you know arguing against, fighting against—is because they were not following the Jewish, the original Hebrew, the Torah. They were following Hellenistic traditions, you know, and other pagan rituals, and just. Random things that the rabbis decided to make up. That's what he was, you know, that was the big thing that people don't realize. Because they're like, oh, Jesus was a Christian. He wasn't a Christian. The term oh, Christian. Oh, he was Jew. He was born a Jew. Yeah. He, the Christian doesn't even, I mean, he was a rabbi himself. He learned the Torah. I mean, he. It was, was the people who became Christians that killed him. <laughs> Actually, it was other Jews, but. I mean, they voted for it. Let's be honest. It was yeah. kind of like put to a vote. But who actually killed them? Yeah, yeah, true. Let's be honest. I mean, I mean we, we we all know the story. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. That's kind of presumptuous, isn't it? Uh, a little bit, but I mean, you, 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 yeah. we get your point. But yeah, but yeah, you know where I'm coming from. It was, you know, they did vote for it, but it was the actual people who celebrate him on this day. That put him to death. That, yeah. that they ended up converting to this religion. Yeah, and you know, it's just majority of people just they, and it's just funny. Like you go to church and it's like you know, hey, do you know he was a Jew? And they're like, and yeah, they have to stop, oh, dude. It. And it's like yeah. serious. I mean, it's like you claim to be read the book, you know, read the big book, and it's like, nah, man, they don't read not? the big book. They they read the big passages that they're told to read. Because they reinforce whatever. They don't do the whole look. Yeah, exactly. And same with the listening to their their preacher or pastor or father, whatever you want to call him. You know, the guy that's speaking at the front. Exactly. They listen to him. They don't actually take the time to go out and research and look into it. You know? And that's... And, and the I want to say the people that do. 
And here, well, I, I don't want to say this in a broad general aspect yeah. because I know very few that do that will go out, look at everything, and actually have a civilized conversation despite their own beliefs. And that's why I think you and I are able to talk so easily. I mean, is that we we can entertain a thought without committing to it. Oh I think, yeah, uh, Plato said that I can entertain your idea without committing to your idea, and. I think that is very rare, and especially when it comes to religions, because they teach you such indoctrination at such a young age that, you know, I mean, let's be honest. If you and I grew up in Pakistan, we'd probably be Muslim. Yeah. If we grew up in India, we'd be Hindu. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, th- these are simple facts. Hell, I mean, if you look at uh, in America, did you know that... Um, very rare for people to actually celebrate Christmas up until the... It was like 1837 or something like that. Exactly. That, Matter of fact... Like it was a German guy or something like that who brought like some uh, a tree into the house. And wasn't he like excommunicated and killed? I, I don't remember. But I mean, yeah. It, but it pretty much that was, you know, how, give or take whatever. That was pretty much how it happened. But yeah, yeah. It, was, it was literally like you were not allowed. You, you were considered you would be put to jail, or worse, yeah. if you actually celebrated it because they the um they considered it a a um, a pagan a yeah you know a, a pagan practice, which isn't shocking because of the I guess you could say divergence between the Romans who ended up becoming quote-unquote Christians, and and the Jews. I mean, you can see that divergence, that you don't celebrate what they've already celebrated mm-hmm. and what the pagans kind of already had with worshiping just the winter time. Yeah. I mean, it's just people, they, they don't want to believe. You know, if it goes against something, they don't want to believe it. I mean, shoot, the whole reason that I switched into being a Messianic is because I've learned some stuff that went against what I believed and it you know and at first I was like bullshit it I was like no way this can't be so I was like after a bit I decided I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna really look into this because I need to be proven that I'm wrong sure enough you know as I did digging in research and I realized oh shit you know you know I, I took the time now I have not read the bible from front from Genesis one one to you know the very end of uh, of uh, um, the uh, talking about revelations or problems? Yeah, revelations. I have not read it from beginning to end straight through, but I've otherwise majority of it I have read it or I skip or I've skimmed through at least to get you know variable. I don't even know I, how to. Dude, explain. I can honestly tell you, on a deployment, I read it cover to cover. cover I didn't have time. To cover. That's the thing. I, I did. I, I was comms. So I had tons of time. Oh, well, you suck. Well, I'm sorry. I was but in a game, I re- so. I ran out of things to read on the boat. So I, ran the, I read the Bible cover to cover. And I was already, at that time, a pretty devout atheist. Yeah. And after reading it, cover to cover, it really solidified my atheism for me. 
And you know something else I forgot or I, I learned? But somebody else, it would swing the other way. And I'm good with that. Yeah. That's fine. Like, I saw what I saw. You saw what you saw. Awesome. Did I send you a screenshot of what my, my Bible app looks like? Yes, you did. And but that, that's just one verse. I have about a dozen different translations. And I've come to find out a lot of stuff that I've read, you know, because I traditionally stuck with a King James. That's, that's your typical, yes. you know, what people stick with, King James. Most, most people, yes, yeah, stick with King James. And translations over time, you know, and I've, I've got 12 different versions, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I, not only Tra- that, I have the, like, the Strong's, you know, and yeah. I have different versions of those, like, definitions. And, and, you know, I have the, you know, like, I can go to... You know, like a, a single word or like a, a, a verse, and it'll give me like several other books or verses to go look through that can, you know, fall in line with that. So I actually, the way the app that I use, it's really for deep studying. It's really, and I've come to learn that there are quite a few um, passages throughout the Bible that are um, used in a completely wrong way, you know, because. Oh, of course. And it's like, because you really, I mean, to really understand, and this is why it is so hard to, you know, really read all the way through, is because um, if you look at it all, I, I'd have to show people what, what, what it is that they're, what I look at. I mean, at. imagine, read a, the best way to put it, I could see as, a, as you're trying to get, is read a Shakespeare play mm-hmm. without any of the little asterisks letting you know what was happening at that time or what was going on or what you could conceive was happening. Mm-hmm. And then read it with it. Yeah. Because at when you get those little asterisks and you go down and you see who was ruling at that time, what was happening at that time, why that joke was pertinent, you can't understand it. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm going to take a, a video, quick video of this, and when we put the episode up, I'm going to give people an example of what it is I look at for just one verse. I'm going to start with Genesis 1-1. And it's, it's just so people can kind of see like what it is that I look at. And I'm talking like A, B, P, and I forgot which version that is. I have a couple Hebrew, different Hebrew translations, um, Apocryphus. Um, I have some that have not only the Strong's, but it has the the English word and the Hebrew as well. Um, King James, all that. Even the TS-2009. Um, but yeah, this is... Uh, oh shit, I'm recording and talking. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that later. <clears throat> But yeah, it, it's it's pretty crazy. I mean, I, yeah. I it's really in depth, and it's you you brought something up earlier, and I want to ask you a question because um, mm-hmm. you said according to the Jewish calendar. Yeah. Now, what is the difference between the Jewish calendar and the Christian calendar? Uh, quite a bit. Matter of fact, if you look in uh, when when you look in Numbers, and I think it's Numbers twenty three, chapter twenty three, if I'm right. But it basically, it gives you the exact times and it gives you 
a rundown of how long for each single one and like when particular holidays are and from when for each month is. Um, like it's straight laid out in, in the Bible. Oh, okay. And we have what we call a solar calendar. Um, there are people that use, that still use a lunar calendar. Um, there's debate. Yeah, there, there's even debate on, um, when a Sabbath is because the Jews typically, when you think about it, like, you know, all Saturday when all reaction and reality, they still use the days by sunset and sunset. So Friday at sunset till Saturday at sunset, that's your Sabbath. Okay. That's your, that's your Saturday. Okay, so they still do that. And there's also, be, and if, if you think about how they had that back during the time of uh, the crucifixion, if you actually follow that, you get your three days, three nights of uh, the Messiah being, you know, when he was buried before his resurrection. But if you do in the Christian days, it doesn't add up. Oh, okay. And... Um, I've actually got a couple charts on it to give a really simple way to explain it and show it, a little diagrams. Um, but yeah, it's 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 very different and it's all on there. It's it's like I said, it's um, uh, it's interesting because I mean it, it's just not just the 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 uh, the Hebrew religion, and I'm gonna say Hebrew because that's originally what it was. Well, I won't say originally. That was more during the time of uh, um, um, Noah. Not Noah, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Moses. Solomon. <laughs> no, Moses. Moses. No, I was messing. But no, even before, they weren't called, they weren't considered Jews before. It was, yeah. It was just a, they basically were a monotheist. Uh, a mon, they were, it was monotheism to the creator. Yeah. So, I mean, there's really no name for it. The names didn't really come about until Moses, and because they were considered Israelites. Well, at least not. That's not even the people. It's just, I mean, that's not the religion. It was just the people, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. So, people really need to like, if if you're gonna study the Bible, whether you do it on a religious or a history aspect, you really have to understand. Um, the history back in that time, how things were done, you know, like I just mentioned, the, the days, sunset to sunset, completely different than what we have, you know. Oh, yeah. There is talk about how the Sabbath is not, some people are debating, saying that it is not from Friday sunset to Saturday sunset. They're saying it is actually every, um, every seven days after a new moon. Once the new moon... And then you count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and that's when your Sabbath is. So basically, it's going to change throughout the Gregorian uh, calendar, which is our current calendar. So it'll never be on the same day. It'll just kind of switch and switch because you're following um, what the particular Sabbath is. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, there's a lot of debate on there. There's a lot of people that are actually trying uh, following that, and I, I've I've read into it a little bit, and it, it's just like. It, it's like okay, I, I definitely see it, but it's it's, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of torn. I'm like fifty fifty on it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, but it's interesting. I mean, it's just it's fascinating to read. Oh yeah. So, but uh, 
anyways, it's, it's about an hour and a half. Um, Is it already? Yeah, we, we, we just... Dude, my, my thing lasted like 20 minutes, and we bullshitted for like a good your, 30 your minutes before. Your thing never lasts 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? <laughs> oh! <laughs> the day. No. Uh, my topic. <laughs> oh. My topic, not the prodding. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, kind of hey, went by quick. Gosh. Yeah, God, it did. Wow, what, what good conversation. It's amazing how time flies by when you have good conversation. Yeah, yeah. I just hope everybody else enjoyed, our, our all of our three fans. And I got to be honest, I really don't care if you people did. I'd do it without you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I, I don't. A part of me is just, like, kind of curious because, you know, I when I look on uh, the Anchor, on the Anchor website, because that's where we load up our podcast, and it, um, through that site, they send us out to seven different platforms, which um, Spotify is one, or you can just straight use Anchor.com. But um, I look on here because I, I, I am curious at times. Um Whoops, wrong one. Um, <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, Butt joke. Is <laughs> what is? <clears throat> I can't find it. I don't think it's on there. I think I have to actually go to the actual website. Anyways. I'm going to get going. I think uh, the family just pulled in the driveway. So, all right, folks. Hey, you be good. Take care. Do something good for somebody. Be nice. Don't be a douchebag. Gary, take care of yourself, brother. Ah, don't be a douchebag, man. All right. Bye-bye, folks. Later. Bye-bye, nipples.